Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 44 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Excuse me. This week's guest is Sean Dustin, and he'll be coming up in a moment. But first, in some doggy news, our favourite robot, Spot, has um, got a couple of friends. I don't know what Spot's friends are called, but apparently... Three of them uh, are on the latest Spot video, jumping rope. Uh, So Spot's friends are holding the rope and Spot is skipping. For those that are interested in Spot, they are now on sale and you can pick one up for about $75,000. So there you go. Also in Wicklow in Island, a couple of hikers were out and they came across a golden retriever that was looking a little worse for wear. They took it home, gave it some uh, food, looked up the owner and found out that Nisha had been missing for about two weeks after apparently chasing after a deer and not coming back. They are all happily reunited now. Now for this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here with Sean Dustin. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I, uh, great to chat I, with you. I, yeah, I saw your um, your. I, I saw a post, or no, I think you friend requested me, or somehow I, I, I ran ran across you, and I was like, you. I saw that you had a dog podcast, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, and I dove in, and I was like, oh my god, I want to be on that. Always a pleasure to have interesting guests like yourself on, more so, interesting dogs. So, uh, understand we're going to be talking about Riley. Yeah, my boy, <laughs> my boy. So, uh, as per sort of usual, I'm going to ask you to go back in time to just before you met Riley and talk us through the hows and why that you guys got together. All right, so me and my ex, or my ex and myself, we both, when we got together, she had got a uh, black lab. Uh, from a breeder who was kind of a big breeder. Um, we went up and got him and or her and probably about a year into it, we realized that it's like, you know, I kind of feel bad for her because she spends so much time alone, you know, cause we were at work and we'd have, you know, someone that would come in and, and take her out. And I was like, well, why don't we just get another one? Let's just get another dog. That way she's got somebody to play with. And, you know, keep the occupier, mm-hmm. you know, when, we, when we're when we busy doing whatever. 
And so we, my girlfriend started looking around and um, we didn't want to get a regular, another black one. Um, and she found a breeder that breeds charcoal labs. So they're the dilutes. So they're not the black, they're not the char the chocolate, they're they're a completely different color. And they're pretty they're becoming more popular, but they're kind of rare. because uh, he's like he's his coloring is in between gunmetal gray and pewter. Mm-hmm. And then in the sun, he's got a, a chocolate iridescence to him. So it's almost like a chocolate sheen. Nice. It's re- yeah, it's really beautiful. And we she we decided on a breeder. It was a local one we found, and we went picked him out uh, online, and we were going to meet him at the breeder's place to you know you know hey do that. And it was a small breeder. They did it. They uh, had a litter probably one or t- once or twice a year, which is in my opinion the best way to do it um, because when you get them from larger breeders that are you know, just turning them out with the females, they all, they seem to have problems. Zoe did, uh, our black one. She had a lot of skin allergies and a lot of other things from this uh, bigger breeder. So to me, that was a sign that they overbred the female. And I was lucky enough, you know, that we found this, this smaller one. And it was funny because the picture that we, I saw, I remember I said, it's charcoal. He looks like it's chocolate. It looks brown. And he he looked he wasn't very he wasn't a very good looking puppy right it was like he just looked weird and like this little fuzzball and I'm like I don't know is he gonna turn out to be a handsome dog or if it's, you know it's funny looking but anyways we ended up after six weeks uh, went up probably about a three hour drive each way to go pick him up um, and I've never had a dog imprint on me the way that this dog has. I've never had a relationship with a with an animal uh, quite like I've had with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people that don't like, or I don't, I wouldn't say don't like dogs, but don't understand the connection between a man or just people, a human and the dog. It doesn't even have to be man; just a human connection with with a dog. And when they imprint on you the right way. And all the stars are in alignment. The joy that this dog brings me, I can't put into words. You know, the yep. when when I think about, and this one's a hard one um, because I try not to think about it, but he's like my son. He hears me. He understands me 100%. He's super obedient. It's like, I just tell him what to do and he does it. And it, I feel like he's talking back to me too, just in the mannerisms and the, in the little head quirky things that they do. I mean, we're communicating. I don't care what you say. Uh, we're talking. Absolutely. I mean, we're, you, you know what I mean? And people don't understand that, that it's like, no, no, no. He, he's not a dog. I refer to him as as a person, <laughs> and when I talk about my 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 dog and my daughter, I always say those are the two favorite people in my life because <laughs> they, they are. Absolutely. Um, nice. So yeah, I mean, there's not there's not a whole. I mean, I could go on and on about how much I love this dog, 
Um, and when I think about the fact that I'm going to outlive him, that breaks my heart. And that's the, that's the, to me, that's the sucky part about um, having a relationship with an animal like that. Yep. Is because it, very much relate to that. You know, it's scary. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to do when that time comes, you know, and, it, and oftentimes when I think about it, it brings tears to my eyes. And I'm just like, oh, man. Yep. <laughs> I try not to think about that too much. Yeah, so, but I mean, I was say, take 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 us back when Riley was a pup and the the introduction into your place. How how was that initially? Well, we didn't know really how that was going to go because he was the cutest. Like all of that that fuzzy, uh, funny looking stuff went away. And by six weeks, it was like, oh man, this little guy is so cute. So we brought him home, we put him in the backyard, put him in the with the grass, and then we kind of let Zoe come out and get comfortable with him before uh, we let her in the house or we, we brought him in. So they just kind of sniffed each other out and he was wanting to play with her and it, it really worked out good. And I think the, the balance between, because it was a male and a female, mm -hmm. is, is why it worked because she she would she would push him around all the time and she still does. Uh, and he's even like, he, she's about 75, 80 pounds. And I think he's up to like a hundred, a hundred to maybe 105 now, uh, since COVID and I haven't been very active. He's, he's suffering my, my laziness. Mm. So you mentioned <laughs> six weeks. It, that was, that's fairly early. I know. Or, here, not, yeah. Six or eight. Cause <laughs> normally around eight weeks is what we do here in Australia, but, yeah, maybe it was eight weeks. I don't know. I wasn't the one that was keeping track of the time. I was just thinking more of like what the like six six to eight like six weeks is. For some reason that got stuck in my head for whatever. Oh, right. It, it might have been eight. How was he initially inside in in the house? Any interesting sort of like early habits or? No, uh, he's been really good. He's never torn anything up. He's never. Um, done anything that was uh that i can just like outwardly think about he's been a really good dog um i mean he's peed on a couple of things uh but i mean most of those things were our fault for leaving him in too long he's an indoor dog um he doesn't like he spends a majority of his time inside unless we're running around or at the park or or something like that um i share custody with him because i'm not with my ex anymore and so, and, and I co-parent with my daughter. So, I mean, it's really her dog. And when I go back to work, um, what usually happens is, um, I'm actually getting a little bit ahead of, of, of your questioning. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, it's, when I go back to work, I work in construction. I'll, I usually go to work from, you know, I'm gone from four in the morning till, you know, four in the afternoon. And so somebody's got to take care of him. And so she'll usually go live with, with her because she can take him to work. Mm -hmm. wow. And so he's, he, he goes and hangs out at her work sometimes too. Uh, even now I'll let her take him and, you know, bring him by the work because everybody loves him. Everybody loves this dog. <laughs> he's so friendly. And I mean, even though he's got this, this, this really deep bark, um, 
he's just really hard not to uh, not to like everybody that meets him really ends up loving him ah that's nice it sounds like he's got a, a lot of love to give to yourself and family and and other people oh yeah yeah it's uh he he's my therapy dog man that's what I refer to him as because you know he 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 brought me through some some tough times uh through the the split up and and you know even through myself um like learning how to to just be a person again sometimes you know they're really amazing at at teaching people how to be people uh you're not the first person that said that to me so <laughs> uh, they are so, so you have any favorite games that he likes to play? He loves balls, uh, tennis balls. So for last summer, um, during the lockdown, there was a beach that was uh, probably about five minutes down the street from my house, a launch in an area where kiteboarders come and, and windsurfers. And I would take him down there at least three times a week to go swimming and, and chasing the ball. And yeah, he loves he loves going to the dog park, loves chasing balls, loves fetching, loves doing all that stuff. Loves the water. Absolutely. I was just gonna ask. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he, he he will literally stay in the water all day long unless I uh unless I pull him out and stop him. Which I heard that that's not good for them. They get they get this thing called saturation and it could kill them mm-hmm. if they spend too much time in the in the water. So I I'm lucky that that didn't has never happened, but I'm cognizant of it now. And so, you know, I don't let him stay in the water as long as I used to. Is that sort of love of water transfer over to bath time and, and grooming? Um, well, no, yeah, he's, 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 stay, he's pretty good about, about that. I take him to a place called uh, pet food express where they have the stations where you can wash them. Mm-hmm. And so he'll run up there. He'll go up pretty easily. And yeah, he's not too, he's, I'd say, man, a dog is a good dog. <laughs> he doesn't give me a lot of trouble, man. And he, uh, he protects the house. He protects my daughter. The other day we were walking down the street and there's some goats and some sheep uh, in a pen and there's a fence next to the road and they can walk up to the fence. And my daughter went and she's about three and a half, and she walked up and wanted to see him. And as soon as the the sheep started coming, he just bumped her out of the way and got in front of her. And and you know, I was like, no, a little too fast. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so it's that can't complain. Where you are, a little like semi-rural or rural? We didn't. Uh, I'm off the Delta, so my when I was living in my fifth wheel. I was living off of a levee. There was a levee behind me, and then there was the the Sacramento River um, behind that. And in the place that I moved to now, um, I'm not in my fifth wheel anymore, but I'm still on a levee. And there's the Delta water waterway behind me, and there's a launch right there. So I mean, I love being by the water. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. Does he get to do a lot of exploration on the on the beach? Mm, no, not really. Um, I don't like. I don't. I don't like 
letting him veer too much out because sometimes he likes to to eat everything. <laughs> and you know, if I heard that. Uh, well, I know somebody that their dog ate some uh, raccoon scat and it killed him. Oh, okay, that's not good. Yeah, because of whatever it had, like a disease that it had uh, in the feces and everything else. And he doesn't care. It doesn't matter what kind of poop it is. He tries to eat it. So I don't I don't let him veer too far away from me because of that reason. I usually wait till a little bit later in the in the podcast to ask, but since we're talking about stuff that he's eating, get you to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate. I can't believe my dog ate a whole tennis ball. Ate the whole tennis ball. Okay. Yeah, he ate the whole tennis ball. He's back from his potty break. Here he is. Hi, buddy. Did that uh, involve any trip to the vet? Luckily, it didn't. He he had it in little pieces and was able to pass pass it all through. But yeah, now I don't let him. I don't leave him alone with tennis balls anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> Has he had to go to the vet for any sort of emergency? No, and and sometimes I I wish that he would because I'm paying for pet insurance that that never gets used and keeps going up in price. Can relate to that. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a pain to do, but it's a good thing when you don't have to use it. Yeah, well, I I just it uh, you know I I never wanted to be in a situation where money stood between me putting my dog down and not. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as it irritates me that I'm paying for something that it doesn't get used, um, I. It's. I guess I just like to complain because at the end of the day, it, you know, if if something were to happen, it's good to know that I have it. Absolutely. So, you mentioned he likes the beach. Where else does he like to go? Uh, the dog park. Um, he's kind of. He's really like a one-track mind. Even when we go to the dog park and there's other dogs around, he wants to play with the ball. He wants to fetch. He he really doesn't have any interest in, in the other animals that are there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but maybe. Okay. what What's the uh, dog park like where you go? It's grass, a uh, little, little track around it, a uh, little like gravel walk thing around it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, there's an, it's enough room for him to to get a good run. He loves to run. Uh, that's so. That's the one thing. And where I'm at right now, I'm I'm in an area where I could probably throw the ball to him, but I don't. It it tears his pads up, mm-hmm. and it ends up getting blood all over everything that he steps on when he comes into the house. So I don't do that as much anymore. So. We're in the middle of uh, rain. Right now, it's sort of rainy and it's sort of not. Like today is a good day, but I think tomorrow and the next few days is going to be raining some more. So as soon as it, it calms down, we'll be doing more walks and more more dog park uh, adventures. So who is more hesitant going out in the rain, Riley or you? Me. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll go wherever. Uh, it was funny. There's uh, there's some rabbits around us and, and they, they kind of run loose. Uh, I think they were domesticated and somebody left them at the house next door. And so they just kind of hop around. There's three of them. And when I take him to go outside, uh, and they're there. Like he doesn't chase after them, but he'll just go and he'll pounce to get them to 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 scurry off. And there's two skunks that live in the area too. And he all oh, he had a close call with one of those about a month ago. He went to he went to go do his thing, and I was like, no. And he stopped he stopped dead in his tracks. I'm like, I'm not cleaning cleaning off. Yeah, skunk. that can be nasty. <laughs> Yeah, skunk stuff off of you. You're gonna be living outside for a little while, and you're not an outside dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, had many interactions with other local wildlife. No, not not really. Um, like I said, I keep him. I keep him on a pretty uh, like close to me most of the time. He's off leash, and he's good enough. He doesn't if if. I get that sternness in my voice. He usually stops in his tracks. Oh, nice. Can you remember a time where he's just made you uncontrollably laugh? Uh, yeah, actually, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see a, you'll, is it on my Instagram or is it on my Facebook? I think it's on my Facebook. Um, I had uh, made a room for my daughter and you know, got her a little bed and and all the little princess stuff. And you know, I even put a big thing of Riley because I had a blanket made, or my mom had a blanket made of him of one of our favorite pictures. I hung it over the bed because she was scared to sleep in here. So I put his bed next to her bed. I put that up there, and I'm like, "Look, you got nothing to worry about. You can sleep in here now." And uh, she she still didn't. Uh, but the very next day I'm working um, on a podcast and, and some of the stuff that I'm, uh, I'm doing and I look over and he is upside down, sprawled out the whole length of the bed on his back. <laughs> he makes me laugh all the time. Um, there's there, there isn't much that he can do that will make me angry. That's for sure. Uh, Even when he does stuff that makes me angry, it's just, I just can't help but laugh. Has he developed any individual or like weird habits? Yeah, the one thing that he does that really gets on my nerves um, is the anal gland leakage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not... And like... I put blankets on because he did, he he sleeps on beds, he sleeps on couches, he sleeps on on everything. I mean, we don't really monitor that. It's like I don't know. It's, he's like my kid, man. You sleep wherever you want. So what I do do though is that I have a a pretty durable couch cover made for animals on the couch. Uh, if you're going to sleep on the bed, I try to make sure that he only sleeps on a on a blanket that's on a certain part of it. And most of the time he does. He had a little mishap last night, which was pretty annoying because it was about 11 o'clock and I wanted to go to sleep. And then I heard get that smell and I'm like, oh, you did not 
dog. <laughs> Same with my daughter's bed. There's there's a blanket on there, so in case he you know does that there. But I mean, I don't know if that's the worst of what he does. I can live with it. Oh, that's all right. Has there been a time where he's made you cry? Mm, no, but there's been times when he's he's uh, he's been a comfort when I am. Yeah. When I when I am emotional, he'll come up and you know do that thing that they do that you know they know that you're going through something or even if even if I'm not, he he knows when I'm going through things and he just will come and, and either lay down and touch me, make sure he's touching me. Um, he'll come and he'll, he'll put his paw over my hand, sitting down, uh, you know, but most of the time when I get emotional over him, it's when I think about that, you know, he's going to go and I'm going to stay. Do you go on uh, car trips or short, short stay overnights or holidays with you? Oh yeah, there's so here's here's something that he's damaged. All right, so I know that <laughs> I forgot about this. So I have a really really nice uh, Dodge twenty five hundred Ram truck uh, to pull big enough to pull a fifth wheel, and this thing was brand new. Uh, it's only got like fifty or sixty thousand miles on it. Uh, I bought it in twenty sixteen, and he likes to jump up in the back because the back is flat. Uh, behind our seats so you can put all the seats up and he's got a space to walk back and forth in between the uh, the windows. My daughter's car seat's behind me so now he's kind of relegated to the passenger side um, uh, window uh, on the on the back on the back door. From him jumping up and putting his weight on the um, what's that thing called the 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 hand, the hand where you pull the, you know, the little, the, the little ledge where you, you pull the car door in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Just the whatever that's called. Door handle, armrest, door handle. Yeah. 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 Armrest, door handle, the, where the, uh, where the controls are for your, your windows and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's broken that and sort of caved that in and like the whole back is kind of destroyed by his hair. Um, and, and at, it's kind of trash back there. The rest of it's beautiful, but where he is, it's going to, if I ever sell it, I'm going to have to put some work into getting, getting all that fixed. But yeah, the same game. It's it, the, the joy that I see him getting out of sticking his head out the window and going down the highway or going down the road. And you know, all the people that he makes smile when they pass him and they go, Oh my God, look, <laughs> That's worth it. Have you got? Has he got any favorite travel destinations? Mm, let's see. No, he just he likes to be wherever I'm at. It doesn't matter. And if I'm not here and I leave him, uh, my girlfriend says that he whines the entire time until I get back <laughs> at the door. Um, literally, he's my shadow. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> So you briefly mentioned sleeping arrangements before. Where does he usually sleep at night? Uh, he sleeps it on the bed, <laughs> on our bed, 
and um, in between, like at, at the at the foot of the bed on it, where like we're like this now, we're like this, and he's in the middle. <laughs> Can relate to that, <laughs> sort of like working your way around the obstacle on the the immovable obstacle on the bed. <laughs> Oh yeah, he 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 controls everything around here. I can you know I, I sometimes I think that I'm the one that's in control, but I'm moving around him most of the time. Um, but it's all right. What about some other places around the home where he's sort of like, well, he thinks he's in control, or maybe he is in control. Hmm. <laughs> he. He's really protective of everything. Um, I think he's just, he's in, I'm looking at him right now. He's in control of, of pretty much everything. I mean, there's no place in this, in this house that he's not in. Mm -hmm. If I'm not in here, he just picks a spot that, you know, he's comfortable in. He'll, he'll run, he'll go from the bedroom to his dog bed, to the couch. To, ah, I just heard yours. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that gets him overexcited sometimes that you wish you could control better? Yeah, when when my daughter comes around, he he gets super excited <laughs> to see her, and like like I said, even like sometimes she'll even ask me. She's like, "Daddy, can I bring Riley home with me for a couple of days?" I'm like, mm. <laughs> gee, hard decisions. <laughs> yeah, it is because it's like, you know, I, I want him to, I want you to be able to, to have him too. But it's like, man, that's my, that's my best friend. <laughs> that's my best buddy. I mean, I get, I bounce all my best ideas off him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was just going to say, is there been many major decisions that you think he's uh, helped you with? Podcasts. Yeah, my, my podcast and, and, and starting it. I remember when I was, uh, it was funny. It, I had gotten everything together in about six months. I decided I wanted to do it. And I, I it was like six months. I don't know, man. A year had gone by after I, I completed everything. And I was having that, uh, what do they call that? Um, there's a name for it. Uh, imposter syndrome okay yep and so i was i i like the whole year i spent trying to talk myself out of doing the podcast like well, no, no one wants to hear what you have to say i mean who do you think you are that that you're going to talk and people are going to want to listen to you you know yeah quit it just go 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 back to doing whatever else you were doing i remember i was sitting there and uh i go buddy what do you think what, what's going on you know can you can can you give me some sort of sign that, you know, I could do it? And he came up and he, he grabbed my hand and he nudged it up and, and put it on him and he licked me and uh, I'm like, all right, we'll start. Uh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. I, I have spoken to a number of people that because of their, their dog, They've either had a, a total turnaround in, in life or they've credited their dog in making a decision with them on a particular line to just follow in life. And it's just, I found in more 
more people than I thought that would take advice from their dog. Well, I mean, they have your best interests in mind at all times. You know, I feel like mine does. You know, he's always looking out for me um, and, and my family and the people that are around me. And if you you don't, um, like in relationships too, if my dog doesn't like you, you're not staying around. Ir- irregardless if, if I like you or not. If, if there's a reason why my dog doesn't like you, and I don't want to find out what it is. Mm. Has he had many decisions where you've he's had to say like, no, no, I don't want this person around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it wasn't. It, it it's not. I don't even know why. It's just like everything that I do has he's involved. Like from going places to like, I won't put him in a kennel um, if I can't bring him with me or pay somebody to stay with him that I know that he's comfortable with, then I just won't go. You know, we'll figure out, we'll figure out something else to do. Nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. And feeding, um, I know that you know people. A lot of people are do feeding a little bit differently. Um, you know, from free feeding to metered feeding. With him, he only gets he gets uh, four cups a day, two in the morning and two in the evening. And for uh, an animal that can't tell time, um, <laughs> supposedly <laughs> every day at five a.m. he is jumping off the bed and whimpering. And if I don't get up, he jumps on the bed and then comes and puts himself, his face either on my chest or around my neck somewhere to wake me up. I have a picture on my Instagram of him doing that where I was asleep and he came in and was trying to wake me up so he could eat. And he fell asleep, right? Because I, I didn't wake up. And someone got a picture of it. Nice. That's funny. Yeah. So 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. is usually when I feed him. And he knows exactly when that is on the dot. I don't know how that, how is that? I don't, I doesn't even understand how they do that. No, it's just, there's now some built in clock that they have. Mine's the same sometimes if I'm doing a little bit of work or something or on the, podcast and in the evening there'll be the hand come in and um, well the, the head will come in and lift the hand off the mouse and say hang on time for me now <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love that man um, I, I love that I can communicate with him he communicates with me and I, I don't care if anybody believes it because I know it's real mm. Um, have you kept in touch with any of his litter mates or anything like that? Ah, crazy story. So my sister's uh, wife's co-worker, I want to say, or somebody that she knows that's down in Los Angeles, he got a charcoal lab and they were talking about it and 
she goes, oh, my um, significant, uh, my significant other's brother just got one too. Where'd you get it from? And they named the same place. And then through going back and forth, you know, it ended up being the same father and, and mother or put a sire in, in the B word um, for Riley. And so I know where one of his, his litter mates are. Wow. It's a small world. Yeah, can be. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so anything else coming to mind in regard to any sort of adventures or something you'd like to share? I know one thing that he we did. Uh, there was a thing called iPaws, and I guess if you raise enough money for it, you can get your dogs um, on the on the front cover of of a calendar. And so we got him and and Zoe on the front cover of this calendar. Uh, probably when they're about two two and one. Uh, nice. So, and how old is Riley now? He's five. Five. It's still a puppy. Absolutely. He he still has that that puppy energy and um, you know just <laughs> all all the things that are that 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 you love about dogs if you're a dog person. Mm-hmm. And any sort of plans of possibly getting Riley a a friend? I want to. Um, and what I did, and I wish that I didn't do it. So I went through all the processes I was going to get. I was going to stud him out just because his personality was so amazing. And I wanted to be able to, I wanted to have one of his kids, right? Um, uh, for when he was gone, I, you know, I, so it'd still be, a, you know, still a piece of him. Mm-hmm. And I did all of the the testing and and all of the stuff and spent all the money on 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 that, and I realized that it was a lot more it was a lot more difficult to get involved in that than you would think. And I, especially here, um, the lab community, uh, breeding community, are kind of snobby. You know they they don't really look at them uh the dilutes as like purebred labs you know what i mean they 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 for whatever reason they don't they're not really accepted like a chocolate a uh a black lab um uh, the other ones the the white labs or i know there's a different name for them but it it was really i don't know it was kind of kind of off putting and so the time had gone, was going by where he was a year and a half old. He was humping everything at the parks and, you know, other animals, other males that weren't, uh, that weren't um, neutered would notice too. And then there was aggression there as well. And he's not a, he's not a mean dog by any stretch of the imagination. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do confrontation. He just kind of steers away from it, mm-hmm. you know? And I ended up having to get him fixed and I never thought about uh, freezing any semen from him. Um, so I could, I could at least get the one, but yeah, I've thought about it. Um, and the thoughts that come to my mind are if I do do that, 
I mean, yes, it will be a little easier on me to let him go when the time comes, but what will I be doing to the new dog that has created a bond with him? You know what I mean? can be a difficult decision to make for a lot of people. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Um, I would love to just because I, I, I love the breed and I love having animals and, and dogs around me. But I also don't want to adversely affect or traumatize um, the new dog by having a, a good bond and then losing that. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I, I can I can say um, about it, and I don't know if a lot of people understand or even know that this is possible, but um, your dogs can suffer. Uh, PTSD from their owners. And when I was with my ex, I was, there was a lot of yelling and a lot of fighting and a lot of uh, stuff that like that, that goes on. And he got traumatized um, by me. And, and, and cause I was, you know, I yelled a lot and I wasn't a nice person sometimes. And Whenever my octaves start raising now, he darts and and goes into the other room. And that was kind of one of the reasons that, that got me to, to leave that relationship, aside from my daughter and not wanting to raise her in a situation like that, but the effects that it had on him. So my, my anger uh, created PTSD in my dog. Mm-hmm. And so, do you use that now as uh, an aid? So when you do not like fully conscious of your anger rising, and you see him leave, that triggers then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it does actually. It's like, oh, shit. All right, reel it back. Uh, nice. Then so, does he then sort of like respond? Bond to that and sort of like come back into the room or is he and then mm-hmm. happy to have you closer? Well, most of the time when that happens, I go to him mm-hmm. and <clears throat> apologize to him. Yep. it's uh, nice. I can, very nice. Do you, you feel over the last, I suppose, year or so that these sort of changed in any way due to the different COVID restrictions and things like that that we've all sort of had no i don't think so i mean it's it's given him a lot more time around me um up until that point you know there was probably a a period of six to eight months when after when i left that he was with my ex and once covid hit and i was able to take him i brought him back and so he doesn't he, he doesn't like to be away from me that's for sure even when i take him over and they spend a couple of days together over there uh he 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 does it but he doesn't want to and i know that because every time when i when i drop him off and he he's like right at the door let's go let's go let's go i don't want to stay here <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got it way better here than you do at my house, buddy. Uh, that makes it a very hard decision. Yeah. Uh, in wrapping up, is there anything else coming to mind? No, I mean, 
I just, I think he's, he's made way more of a difference in my life than <clears throat> almost got me. <laughs> That's all right. He's made way more diff- of a, he's made way more of a difference in my life than I probably ever could have in his. Uh, I think you pretty much nailed that. They do so much for us and expect so little in return. Yeah, and all without opening their mouths and speaking. <laughs> no, it's 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 crazy the the impacts that they make on 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 us. And, and the role that they can play in in teaching people how to become people again and um, all that goes along with that you know on learning how to love something uh, that's why they're so they're so effective um, in the prison population mm-hmm. you know when you have prisoners that are, are helping them uh, or, or training them you know because in, in the states there's a lot of different programs where they use canine training uh in the prison so the actual prisoner will can take the dog to its to their cell and you know they're doing whatever it is that they're doing and i know a lot of these guys that before were hardened and don't you know didn't know how to love anything didn't love themselves um through that process uh were able to gain that back absolutely absolutely Um, now, we mentioned a couple of times that you have a podcast and that Riley sort of helped with that. Do you want to uh, give out any of your social media links and details for that? Yeah, so if uh, uh, my podcast is called Nowhere to Go But Up, and it was really based on my life and my experiences. And, you know, I, I spent time in, in, in prison as well um, a long time ago. And I decided to start a podcast about it and, you know, letting other people tell their stories of struggle and strife and, and, you know, how they got through it. And it's just kind of uh, blossomed out to my personality and, you know, other things that I'm, I'm uh, involved in, even, even a nonprofit that I started and I'm, I'm starting to uh, uh, do the groundwork, you know, getting aboard. All of that came from this podcast and you can find it on all of the platforms like uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, if you look me up on Google, just nowhere to go but up. Pretty much everywhere that I'm at is there. Uh, if you want a more direct uh, way to find the show and follow it, you can go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash nowhere to go but up. I do a live stream and uh, the audio goes to the podcast platforms. Nice. Thank you again very much for your time. It's been an interesting conversation. Well, thank you. And thank you for uh, responding to my request and allowing me to share about my favorite person in my life. Uh, one, one, one of the favorite people in my life. He's, he's definitely at the top. My daughter is is up above him, but he's right below that. Uh, Riley, Riley sounds like an awesome dog. Uh, he is. He's, he's great. Thank you very much again. We'll catch up sometime soon. 
All right. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, uh, the conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I didn't cry. <laughs> I, I, it, it all, you almost got me, but I was able to, uh, to, to veer it off. That's <laughs> uh, all right. No shame in that whatsoever. No, no, it's a, uh, it's, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. All right, thanks, Robert. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoy the show. If you did, as always, tell a friend. It's great to have something else to talk about with them. And if you are on the fence and thought, yes, no, I'd like you to give another two episodes a chance before making up your mind whether you want to continue or not. But hit subscribe and that way you won't miss the next episodes. Um, if you are interested in having a look at the Facebook page, you will pretty much find us on Facebook, The Relaxed Dog Podcast. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. <laughs>